Welcome to Kit Plus TV. Now, looking at the industry today, it's a very different picture to that of 18 months ago. There were, of course, signs of cloud production systems maturing and some big manufacturers were in the game already. Cut to mid-pandemic, where we all wanted cloud production solutions. But now, of course, we've got a very clever and capable solution. Yeah, we've told you on a number of occasions about Grabio, who have been partnering with the likes of DeGiro, LiveView and AviWest to strengthen connectivity. They also partner with Singular Live and Never Know for graphics and a good number of other technology partners. So today we're joined by Charlie Pritchard of Grabio to give us a bit of background and insight into what's been happening in cloud production systems recently. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. So mm -hmm. firstly, before we delve in, give us a quick bit of history on Grabio um, and how you've evolved as a business. Sure. So we uh, we essentially we were founded in 2013, and back in those days, it was really as a cloud solution to editing live content and getting that content out as quickly as possible. So we had a huge amount of success, really, in terms of improving uh, the workflows uh, workflows around live production at the time, uh, and, and ultimately the nature of sport. That's that's probably one of the most sort of preeminent sectors for us to really sort of take off in, and that's that's what happened. We worked with. Uh, and still work with a huge number of tier one sort of rights holders in sport, but also broadcasters in sport. And that evolved uh, into the sort of news space and other areas, live entertainment and things, where live was really the currency. So that was the backbone of our business. And uh, I'd say what happened sort of after that, we sort of continued to develop our editing te uh, technology, but really the, the future as we saw it back in 2018 was how do we create a, uh, a live vision mixing platform within the cloud? Uh, and that's certainly been the focus for the last few years. It complements our uh, continued clipping and editing and publishing capabilities. But really, before the pandemic took hold of us, uh, that was where the company was going. That's only been emphasized in the last 18 months or so. So the last 18 months, that must have been quite a ride um, for Grabio. What, what, let, let's, let's cover that a bit. What's that been like? Yeah, it's been fascinating. So I, I've got I've got to stop you right there in the sense that I've only been here for the last six months. But part of that is because of the opportunity that yeah. uh, the pandemic has created for us. So it's I'd say back in March 2020, uh, we were two years into our uh, our journey at that stage in terms of offering a, a cloud based production solution. And, and really, the emphasis of the industry went on to remote production, people needed it overnight, it wasn't at that stage, it wasn't a case of experimenting anymore. It was a case of, right, we need to change our workflows every which way we can and get our staff logging in from wherever they're locked down in uh, in their different situations. So we had a huge mm. number of opportunities to capitalize on that and had a very successful uh, 2020 as a result. We started working more closely with partners as well, who themselves with their connectivity opportunities, which I'll go into in a bit more detail in a second, uh, that really opened up. Uh, ways that we could solve massive problems that broadcasters and production companies were having uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And, and as a result, our roadmap has completely changed. We've uh, Things that we were looking to work on maybe in two to three years' time, that horizon completely shifted. Uh, we then prioritized the idea of getting in remote, um, remote contribution in uh, early in last year to make sure that all those people who are bringing in sort of talent from home or wherever they might be based, that could be done at, uh, at a ultimately the quality that broadcasters and production companies can accept. Um, and that's always been the, the underlying factor of what we do. Everything we uh, sort of strive to deliver to our clients has to maintain the quality uh, that the industry aspires to. Without that, then 
uh, it's only a sort of temporary fix, essentially. So, Charlie, just just because you know we can technically do something, it doesn't mean that um, people are necessarily going to want to adopt that particular process. So, so what sort of industry demand and appetite have you been seeing for cloud-based production? Yeah, it's a really good point. I think the uh, the demand that we've seen really has been sort of it's it's gone from that point where it was investigating, experimenting several years ago to a point where people were having to use it in their day-to-day -day workflows. And, and if anything, I talk about cloud production being a uh, sort of either a subset or, or even the next version of remote production. So with remote production back in 2020, uh, a lot of people were having to, to log in over a VPN and log into the same sort of hardware and equipment that they'd used back then. Uh, and ultimately, mm. those workflows, that sort of... Um, the logistics around that, that's probably what people were quite nervous of beforehand. And ultimately it was proved when they had to do it, when it was really forced upon them, actually this is this is okay. So from there, it's now about sort of broadening those horizons and making sure, okay, well, how can we deliver many of the sort of core attributes that people look for in a production, uh, ultimately when they're on site or wherever they might be, how can we deliver that via a remote production solution, i.e. enabling people to collaborate as much as possible. And that's that's probably been the biggest thing that we've seen in terms of, kind of breaking down those barriers and understanding how those who really have relied upon uh, hardware and physical equipment uh, and old traditional ways, that actually as long as they can keep mm. collaborating in the same way and, and feel like they're there in the same room, even though they're not having uh, many of these sort of logistical channels, challenges they've been faced over the last year, then actually that's that's really creating a, a completely different approach and mindset to where things were maybe some 19 months ago or so. So um, whilst you're clearly providing a safe environment for you know people to enter into remote production at, at a certain level, um, for those that have existing technologies, existing systems for you know remote production, hardware-based, uh, as you've described, you know, the people have to log into networks remotely. You're providing a complementary solution there, really, aren't you? Absolutely. I think there's, there's two things to look at here. There's, there's the fact that people have been using sort of their studios, their OB trucks, and we are absolutely not trying to replace that right now. We are trying to add to that. So mm. if you think of the commercial opportunities that a, a cloud-based solution offers, it means that you are never turning away business because you don't have enough equipment. Uh, you're creating opportunities where maybe it wasn't economically viable to send a, uh, a full unit down to, uh, down to an event. Now actually you can dial in remotely over the cloud, uh, and create exactly the same level of output, the same quality of production that you would have done had you physically gone to the event, uh, to the venue itself. So that's been really gratifying. It's been really positive to see, uh, in the way that our clients and, and the people we've spoken to in the industry have responded to that. Uh, and then going back to the other part of your question, uh, or your point, it was uh, the, the idea of being um, essentially complementary to existing remote workflows. Mm. It's, it's the same situation for us. We are, because we're accessible via a web browser, you could have sort of different people logging in remotely to what they, to the equipment they've got in the office. But actually, again, they, it's, when it comes to freeing up different people's staff and making sure that they can collaborate properly, you're not disrupting that at all. You're just providing another opportunity and a more engaged opportunity to really work on sort of high high quality productions together, and, and I think it's that that human collaboration, that touch, that that communication within a live event, we remove so many of the pitfalls that remote production would offer uh, over a VPN. That that that's that's ultimately what the feedback has been around 
when it comes to how we how we deliver high quality power productions. Mm. I mean, one of the um, hesitancies we hear about uh, where people want to transition to the cloud or not is the dependency on the internet. And I guess um, when Matt mentioned earlier on about your partnerships with Dejira, LiveView, and AviWest, and so on, um, does that sort of address that concern when you're working with the bond with the bonded technology? Absolutely. I think there's there's three areas there in terms of connectivity that I would talk about. One being the one that you talked about there, the bonded uh, technology in terms of uh, the partners we work with. We're very agnostic uh, in terms of that side of the industry, uh, but we have some excellent partners. You've mentioned LiveView, Digero, and Abbey West, making sure that we can receive their signals straight from the, the cameras themselves uh, from the field. That is a critical part of making sure that the workflow, which uh, a workflow can be as as efficient and economical as possible. And, and that's really why we exist. Uh, it's, it's the nature of cloud production. Mm. You don't want to sort of start sending it back into hardware only to get it out again. It's you're, you're kind of defeating the point of it. So making sure that works is absolutely critical uh, and making sure that the, the feeds themselves completely synchronize. Uh, that is a big challenge when it comes to connectivity and making sure, um, again, when it comes to how we appraise our partners and appraise the opportunities we can then deliver together with those partners to our clients, it has to maintain that sense of synchronization, particularly in the live environment. So that's one, one key point there. The other two things I would touch on, one being latency. Uh, people always look at cloud production or anything that's going into the internet and think that must add extra latency to it. Well, actually, it's, it comes back to the synchronization. If you're getting the synchronization right, uh, then latency is certainly in our platform is, is a minor derivative of that. Uh, I think we, we've got an exi uh, example recently of a client that was having to, well, trying to deliver latency at several hundreds of a second uh, into the platform. And the problem was they were almost being too quick for themselves. Their, their own bandwidth, it wasn't so much our platform, it was their own bandwidth. They couldn't get it up to the cloud quickly enough. And that's where we <laughs> saw the trouble. So we were ahead of their own bandwidth. Uh, so. Thankfully, we're, uh, we see that as a big challenge that we've overcome. Uh, and then the final part really is, again, coming back to bandwidth and internet connection, thinking about how your team collaborates. We see this very much as an opportunity, as, if anything, a solution to the, the problems that many others will face. And the fact that because you've got a cloud-based platform, anyone can be logged into that. And if one person's connection goes down, let's say sort of you've got a, a team of 10 people working on a production, if they were logging in over a VPN and they were critically responsible for a particular uh, operation on a particular computer, then if their connectivity went down, if that computer went down, then that's that part of their production completely shot. Whereas actually with the cloud, everything is available to everyone. So if someone had any particular problem which was unique to their own connectivity, it means that someone else in the team, wherever they're based, can step in and save that. Well, I mean, so we've done that partnership. Also, it's interesting. You know, we've 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 talked to Singular Live and uh, never know about the kind of automated graphics that they can provide, and that's you know they're really clever. Have you got any other partnerships that's worth highlighting? I think we touched on probably the key ones. I think when we think of um, sort of the core production, the core elements of what we're offering, uh, one is the, the video, the content itself. Uh, the second is the graphics, uh, making sure that you're telling the right story to complement the uh, the video and the audio. Yeah. Uh, and then the, th the final one is really connectivity and making sure that everything comes in. So those those really are the, the major partnerships that we've worked on to make sure that sort of what we can deliver to clients is a complete end-to-end -end solution. 
Um, I think touching on the the graphics side, because we've, we've talked about the um, mm. cellular, te cellular technology, but uh, on the graphics side, making sure that things are dynamic is absolutely critical to making sure that a production is is maintaining that high level of quality. So that's where a singular or a never know has been really helpful for us. Uh, but we're looking at um, sort of what we can do with the likes of VizRT or, or elsewhere. I think the uh, the traditional graphics providers that many sort of tier one broadcasters and people work with, they themselves are moving towards the cloud. So how can we uh, how can we collaborate with them to deliver uh, the types of solutions that we're delivering to our existing clients to some of their existing clients who themselves have been working with them for tens of years already? So not wanting to put you on the spot then, Charlie, have you got any um, example case studies of how the Gravio solution is, has worked with maybe one or more of these partners? Um, yeah, I'd, so I'd touch on one, actually, thinking of some work we did with LTN, actually, at the, at the turn of the year. This was uh, very much sort of taking in um, taking in the sort of different, uh, different sort of already mixed video feeds into our platform and not necessarily using our platform for a vision mixing purpose, but actually thinking of what more they can do with a single production. Uh, so they were then using different graphics, different audio tracks, um, all sorts of different ways to tell a story, but to different audiences. And actually doing that in an environment where it's coming into the Gravio cloud, into Gravio's producer platform, and really then sort of serving their different sort of markets internally at the company to then serve their different end clients and audiences thereafter. So that was really, uh, really clever. And some it's a side to the platform that we're sort of talking more and more about at the moment, and just how you can then regionalize your content very simply, very effectively, uh, and just uh, do far more with far less. And I've, I've got to be careful that we don't delve too deep into into like a, almost a manual now. But the if you're doing regionalized content, how much of that is automated? Can is it? Yeah, you, know, you can set it up ahead and it's automated, or is is it? Yeah, is it operator heavy? At the moment, not not a great deal is automated. Where we're more in the on the focus of actually creating um, uh, the opportunity for really for people to tell their own customized style. Uh, the automated process, there would be a huge amount of sort of technical development to go into that. But actually, what what are yeah. you trying to achieve? I think it's it comes back to the end audience in a given market. If you want to tell a story to meet that audience, it might not necessarily be the same in America as it is in Australia or in Europe. So that side, mm. that level of automation is not something we're looking at at the moment. Um, but it's it's certainly on the radar, I think. Okay. The way that we can automate yeah. processes within the platform is, uh, if it makes, uh, makes workflows better for our clients, then we absolutely want to consider them. So I'm sure everybody watching this now is dying to give it a go, Charlie. So how do they get started? How much are you going to charge them? Where do they go next? Um, well, in terms of getting started, we we do all sorts of things. We can offer a, uh, essentially an opportunity to get hands on with the system fairly on uh, fairly early on. Uh, but I think the best way to do it is just reach out to us. I think the the real sense of the platform is it can be completely sort of customized and designed towards your usage. So the only real way to to understand how to do that is to talk to our experts, give us a call. Uh, tell us exactly what you're trying to achieve, and then we can point you in the right direction, advise you on how best the platform can deliver that. Uh, and no idea is is too big. I think any any ideas that people have in terms of how they sort of replicate the the, the quality of content they've been sort of historically producing, give us that brief. Tell us tell us what we can do, and we'll prove it to you and uh, and hold your hand all the way through sort of demonstrations and trials to the point where 
you can then have every confidence in, in rolling that out for real. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Uh, great to see you. Um, thanks for popping in and talking to us, Charlie. And of course, you can all check out the uh, downloads and trials and get in contact with Gravio at gravio.com. And thanks to Media Proxy for their support of Kit Plus TV. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.